let me ask you a question. Why the hell do people keep getting married? You know what I mean? Isn't anybody looking at the stats? What's it like, three out of four marriages go right down the drain now? People, if you were going skydiving and they told you three out of four parachutes weren't gonna open, you'd be like, yo, forget it, I'm not going. Human beings were not meant to sit in little cubicles staring at computer screens all day, filling out useless forms and listening to eight different bosses drone on about mission statements. Robert Frost said, two roads diverged in the wood and I, I took the one less traveled by. And that has made all the difference. You got a dream, you got to protect it. People can't do something themselves. They want to tell you, you can't do it. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. This is Breaking Norms, a podcast dedicated to topics like following your dreams at all costs and the pitfalls of societal norms. And now, discussing everything from online dating to the horror of having a real job. Here are your hosts, Noah Groniger and Clint Schweitzer. To quote the great philosopher Ralph Waldo Emerson, to be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else is the greatest accomplishment. Welcome to Breaking Norms. Clint Schweitzer alongside Noah Groniger. Last week, Noah, we talked about following your dreams, something that we try to do each and every day, at least before the world ended due to coronavirus. This week, we're going to kind of do the opposite show. This is conformity, the dangers of conformity, everything to do with conformity. That is it right here on Breaking Norms. So today, we're not going to break any norms. We're going to follow the norm and talk about something that 85% of people fall in line to do each and every day. It's conformity. They conform. They do whatever it takes to fit in. That's what most people do. That's the totality of most people's existences. And neurologically speaking, that's exactly how it should be for society to function. Noah, I'm excited to dive in to conformity today. What kind of feedback did you get on our show last week about following dreams? I definitely got some really good feedback on that one. Yeah, people were just kind of into it, reaching out to me and saying things like, I didn't know you did all that. I didn't I haven't really stepped back. Like I, I remember mentioning how people should take a step back from their life and look at it and think about their dreams. And uh, they mentioned that we, they brought up, uh, we brought up some good points and that they were going to think on that and actually implement some of that and take a step back and think of it. But for conformity, like you said, there'd be mass chaos if there wasn't conformity, if there wasn't people out there to do all these menial jobs and uh, jobs like working in a warehouse, like Uh, who's going to make our Ford trucks if everyone's out living their dreams? And that's a good point. People have to be accountants and businessmen and salesmen. We have to have these people out here for this world to function. So it makes sense, but it's just not the road that we want to take. We're out here living our dreams. We found a dream, our, our passion, and we're out here to do that. But a lot of people, they conform. That what That's what makes them feel comfortable. You come into this world and you're almost programmed to just find a good paying job that you can provide for this family. People are pushing you into relationships and, and finding a spouse and getting married because that's what you're supposed to do. It's almost like what you're programmed to do. And so that's what we're talking about here with conformity today. Who needs that kind of Barbie love anyway? Everyone's just walking around like a bunch of conformists. Go ahead and wear your business suit so you can make $34,000 a year and buy your condominium. They're all zombies racing to their graves. Love didn't work for my mom and dad. Why should it work for me? I think conformity is also even more far-reaching than just the things you mentioned. I think that 
Conformity can be as simple as engaging in small talk uh, in, a, in a crowded setting, back when there were crowded settings. Uh, it could be as simple as saying hello to someone and talking about the weather. Uh, for some people like you and I, that would be torturous to get roped into a conversation like that. To others, it's just how their day falls in line. It's the things they do. Um, according to uh, ResearchGate.net, uh, most neurologists claim that 15% of society are innovators, people who are not satisfied with the status quo. The other 85 need to be conformists, like we mentioned, in order to for society to maintain stability. Um, do you think that there's kind of a constant, is there is there a battle kind of being waged between conformists and nonconformists, or is this something that kind of exists below the surface? I think it definitely exists below the surface. I don't think people think of it in those terms. And uh, for a vast majority of the world, they're just conformists and they don't really look at it in that sense. They're just, I'm living my life, like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I've got the family, I've got the kids. I'm living the American dream. That's what the dream is to a lot of people. They don't think of dream as in starting my own business or doing a podcast or making films or whatever it may be out there. They think their dream is to have the wife or the husband and the kids and the white picket fence and a job that uh, allows them to provide for their family. So uh, I don't think they look on it to, at that micro level and really pick it apart and think, oh, he's a nonconformist. I'm a conformist. And like you mentioned, the small talk, whether it's someone coming up to me, I, we're out here making films and talking about traveling across the United States and, and people just kind of push that to the side. They can't really comprehend what we're talking about. And they talk about, oh, we're making bread or uh, what's going, how about this weather today? And I'm just like, oh, I can't have this conversation. I left that world behind me when I went to live my dreams. I can't be talking about the weather. Yeah, I remember um, one specific incident and that's when we got back from SEC Media Day. So for those that don't know, uh, you know, obviously we have our own online sports network, GASN Sports. We are invited uh, to be part of the uh, SEC Media Days, which was in Birmingham. And, you know, we're there and we're, you know, meeting coaches, players from each SEC team, you know, Nick Saban's in there. We're, we're talking to him and we're, you know, kind of rubbing shoulders with people like Steve Spurrier and uh, Pat Forty and Jerry, Joey Galloway. Uh, God, we even met Brad Nessler and Gary Danielson, the CBS uh, SEC football crew that, you know, we're, we're all of which just speak our language. We're in our element there. And I remember coming back from that and it was just a few weeks later, I was sitting like in a, in a meeting for work and people are, are talking about the most mundane things. What'd you do with your summer? Oh, I uh, actually just, you know, got some landscaping done. No, I'm just, you know, trying to, to see if I can't plant some begolias in the backyard. And oh, my daughter, you know, read 47 books and won a free pizza at Pizza Hut. And, I'm, and I remember just like <laughs> literally standing up and saying like, I cannot be here. Like three weeks ago, I was at SEC Media Days interviewing Nick Saban. Like, this is not my life. It's like Robin Williams. And Mrs. Doubtfire, when he has that moment where he says, do you ever want to take a snapshot of your day and say, this is not my life? Yeah, that was it for me. And I know you've had similar incidents as well. Yeah, anything uh, work-related. Uh, we like our jobs, but there's also a part of it where it's just like, this isn't me. Like, like you said, we were out interviewing former players, going to a different college football game every weekend, waking up on weekdays, just sleeping in, eating, watching great things, planning for the next trip or the next interview and going and meeting some people that are just huge celebrities and just big personalities in the sports world that we have looked forward to meeting and, and 
rubbing shoulders with them, rubbing elbows with them, and getting to talk to them about sports and having them interested in what we're saying. Because in our daily lives, a lot of people aren't interested in what we're saying, can't comprehend it. Like you said, it's just the small talk, the mundane daily life stuff. Like, oh, uh, my daughter's in dance and we're going to go. There's a huge thing. We're going to South Carolina for her dance recital. Oh, and we're just going to take it in as we go and see the sights. And, and oh, and my son, uh, he just is on the honor roll. And just uh, that's all great. But I mean, people, come on here. We're talking about this huge adventure, making a film, uh, trying to get our latest film onto Netflix. And here you are talking about some new flowers that you plant. You want to really start a garden. That's something that you're excited about taking the time to do this summer and, and uh, going on these little trips. Oh, we're going to Branson. Is that exciting? And like, I've gone all over the SEC and met so many people. And here that we are talking about planting a garden. Well, that's why I ask if kind of a um, a subtle battle is being waged between conformists and nonconformists because there's a lot of times that just th- by browsing social media, by taking part in everyday conversation back when those existed in person, um, that where I just feel like I'm not a part of the human race. And another example of that to me is um, gender reveal parties. Uh, I remember the first time I ever saw one, I could not believe that this was humanly possible. I I was already horrified enough about the ideas of marriage and having children and baby showers and things like that. And now you introduce the idea of a pink or blue gender reveal party. Well, according to Joe Biden, there's at least three genders. He doesn't know what they are. But to me, at the time of birth, I guess there's only two. So you're having this gender reveal party. People are over there cheering, picking a side, wearing a t-shirt, team pink, team blue, And Noah, as God is my witness, that was the moment I realized that I was not a part of this earth. Like, I don't belong on this earth for so many reasons. That's a big one for me. Yeah, I mean, those are brutal. Like, I don't understand the whole point of it. Like, we're getting together to have to party to figure out if it's a boy or girl. Everyone's usually just excited for whatever, like, we're having a healthy baby. Like, yay. Like, no, now we've got to break it down to gender reveal. Oh my, it's a boy. Oh my God. Like he's going to play. Oh, you got to get ready for baseball practice and T-ball. And oh, he, oh, or it's a girl. Oh, talking to the soon to be or uh, the husband. Like, oh, you're going to have a girl. Oh, now you got to go to a ballet class. And I can't understand. I can't fathom it. But breaking it down even more for things that where I feel like I don't belong in this world. I'm not part of the human race. It's just little things like staff photos at work. Or we're all wearing this T-shirt, or it's a we're gonna have this day at work. It's a color day. Wear your polka dot shirt, your striped shirt. Like I can't get involved in any of that. Like everyone else just conforms to it. They do it. It's Royals Day. It's Chiefs Day. Like they have Red Fridays, and everyone's wearing the red. Like I can't even be a part of that. Like I'm not just doing everything that everyone else is doing. Uh, I'm not doing it to stand out, but I just cannot be a conformist in any sense of the word. Does it? At what point did it become a conscious effort to not do it? Obviously, I think for both of us, this is probably people that listen to our podcast are like, wow, it'd be nice if you guys like disagreed once in a while or one of you was a conformist, one of you was a nonconformist, and we just battled it out. Sorry, that's not the case. Um, but is it a, when did it become conscious? Like, I'm not going to do this. I mean, obviously, at some point, it's subconscious where you're living your life, you're being yourself, and then you just come to realize that this other stuff other other people are doing is not for you. But at what point did it, did it become a conscious effort 
to not. Well, for a while, like I had just fallen in line and I was a conformist, like just because you don't want to stand out because people are going to point at you. They're going to talk. They're going to ask you why. And I just didn't want to deal with the questions of people asking me anything. So I was just like, no, I'll just go take the staff picture. I'll have this small talk here. Um, I'll be in a relationship and because uh, my family's pushing for that. Maybe I'm thinking maybe I should have kids. My mom wants grandchildren. Maybe I should just completely conform. Maybe I should go learn a trade or go to college to get a business degree and just conform, conform, conform. And like I try in trying all that stuff, I realized like it's just not for me. And I just made a decision that while it's actually harder to be a nonconformist and to stand out from the crowd, that's just the decision I had to make for my own happiness and my own sanity because I'd go and take these staff photos or have this small talk or be in a relationship or feel pressure to have a kid or, or do whatever it is that uh, I feel like society is pressuring me to do. And I just had to say, I can't do that anymore. And so I'm not going to go take your staff photo and people are going to come back and be like, you weren't there. Why aren't you there? Why can't you just fit in? Oh no, it's always got to stand out from the crowd. Why don't you do this? And so I just get a barrage of every conformist, everyone else in the building yelling at me and my mom yelling at me like, why don't you just settle down, find a nice girl and have a kid. And so I'm just constantly barraged by society with questions and they don't understand. They're trying to pull me in and pull me in. No, be a conformist, do this, do that. And I just, I'm set in my ways now and I just got to live my own life. And that's just, that's the way it is. Well, one of the biggest examples I think of conformity can be traced back to COVID-19 and that is the uh, Facebook group, Online Beer Chugs. Do you want to get into that or should I? Because I noticed very early on that group started, there's over you know 200,000 members and people are literally on there saying, I wasn't going to do this, but everybody else is. So I guess here we go. I mean, <laughs> is that the experience you've had? I mean, is that, that's a small thing, but that, that sort of fits into what we're talking about here, I would think. Yeah, because this kind of started as that group kind of started as this podcast. We were formulating ideas and getting everything together and getting ready to set off and and do this, launch the podcast. And yeah, that's what we saw. And so we were like, well, conformity has to be one because we saw that and like, I wasn't going to do this. I'm shy. I don't really chug beer. I don't like being on camera, but everyone else is. So I just feel pressured. Here we go. And so uh, and then they have these videos and then you see more and more people come up like, Oh, I just saw someone else take the plunge and now here I'm going to, I don't feel comfortable, but I just, here we go. And so I was just like, I don't chug beer and like, so I'm not going to do it. Like I'm not going to be pulled in by society and feeling a need to conform and fit in. And people also do this. I feel like with relationships and marriage, like they just end up settling for a guy or a girl that they shouldn't, they should hold out for something better, but they just settle because they see everyone else at work or in their little clique getting married. And they're just like uh, geeky looking guy or girl. Uh, we've been friends for a while. Just, I guess we're just going to go out and get married because everyone else is. And now everyone else is fake being excited instead of saying like, no, like you're settling. You're just feeling the pressure of having to get married because everyone around you is and society's telling you, you should, and everyone's excited for them. And they're, making posts about being excited about it when you can almost sense that they're not. And it, this is all fake. It's all the show. It's all the pressure. And so I feel like people are getting married due to pressure and societal uh, pressure from that and conformity when they really shouldn't, they should hold out for something better. And if you never find the right one, then you don't. Why settle? 
Oh, we're gonna def- we're gonna get into that certainly. Uh, if if marriage ever wins our uh, Facebook <laughs> poll, every week we have a Facebook poll to decide what uh, topic to discuss on the podcast. We've had marriage on there, I think, almost every week, and every week it loses. So I had to get a little something again. in about it because I don't know if it's ever going to win. So. <laughs> yeah, it may never win. Um, obviously, we talked last week about you know the the dream followers, the people that that hold out and that um, are comfortable with themselves. As a, as a person that they're more willing to fight it out and to wait for whatever it is out there, whether it's the right person or the right situation. And so I can't wait to get into the idea of marriage and the idea of settling, because like you said, I believe that's a huge aspect of this as well. But um, just re- reading this um, article that I read here on um, archive.boston.com, it talks about uh, America as the sweet land of conformity. Um because no Americans like to see themselves as rugged individualists, a nation defined by the idea that people should set their own course through life. I mean, after all, that was the whole idea behind America, you know, forming and breaking away from the rule of the British lion was the ideal idea of individualism, uh, practicing whatever religion and beliefs you want, right? Well, what do you think happened between 1776, 1775, and now? Because it seems like that whereas that was the forefront of the American way, it is now kind of taken a back burner to just falling in line with the rest of society. It's like the girl um, on Can't Hardly Wait that uh, kind of refers to everyone as, as sheep. Why would Amanda Beckett pay any attention to a unique spirit like Preston or even a unique spirit like, like me, for instance? Maybe it's because she's just a little too busy ordering around her little conformist locker. Sheep! You are all sheep. Bad. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, the life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, I feel like, has gone away or maybe been morphed. And people are just, it's hard to live your dream. It's hard to go out and find your passion, whatever it may be and make it come to fruition and set goals, achieve those goals and live it. That's hard work. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of sacrifice. You give up a lot of things. Uh, for us, it's been, uh, now we don't really necessarily want this, but really like in-depth relationships, uh, time spent with family. Uh, we've given up the thought. Uh, now we don't really want this, but the thought of a family, uh, a well-paying job, like go out and uh, if we were making $60,000 a year, $100,000 a year salesman, I don't know if we could be living our dreams. Uh, kids, we've kind of given up on that because living your dream takes all that time, and it should. It's important to us. It's the main thing in our lives, and so that's what we're fighting for. And so I think people have lied to themselves about what their dream is because living your true dream, your true passion is hard. So they're saying, oh, being in a relationship, uh, finding a husband or a wife, having kids, finding a good paying job, finding, finding a house. That's my dream. My kids are my world. My family's my life. And so the true pursuit of happiness and finding what really is personable and individual to you and what makes you happy, people have lied to themselves and they don't want to go out and find what that truly is. Is it that simple? Is it as simple as conformity is easy? Because we all conform to certain situations. It's not like 
we go to the DMV and we start running around and causing a riot inside of a DMV. We all conform to you. You, you go to church and you sit there and you, you know you don't, you know, start causing a scene or painting pentagrams on the walls. I mean, that's we all conform in certain ways. It's you're if you don't, <laughs> I mean, you're. Yeah, sort you of follow un- laws that have been set. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, yeah. Following following laws is is definitely conformity. And if and there's there's people that that break conformity by not doing that. So <laughs> I, you know, you can't throw. Yeah, you know, I you know, I'll, I'll throw shade on people that are non law abiding citizens just because they're non conformists doesn't mean that they're living the right way. So the conformity being the easy way, meaning that you fit into situations better. People maybe are you know find it easier to be around you or they are willing to accept you into whatever it is, whatever click it is. Um, whereas if not, you sort of have to find your own way and people either accept you or they don't. So it's conformity just, it's just that easy. It's just easier. And that's why it's 15% to 85%, I guess. It is easy. It is easier to uh, just conform to things because I remember in high school, like everyone was going to parties they were drinking. A lot of guys and girls were smoking uh, and cutting class and stuff. And like, that wasn't really me. Like, I wasn't, uh, I didn't go to any school dances. I didn't want to go to a dance. And it, it just wasn't my cup of tea. It wasn't my thing. And a lot of people, almost everybody went to the dance. They partied on the weekends. They drank. And that was the thing to do. And so I stood out from that. And I was a nonconformist and kind of an outcast because of that. So, it's definitely harder to be the outcast and stray from what uh, the main society, main culture is. So uh, conforming is easier. A lot of people, they talk about the peer pressure of drinking and uh, before people are ready and smoking before you're ready or going out and partying, even though that's not your th- thing, going to the bar, even though that's not your thing. You're conforming to the group, the clique that you're around because it's easier and you want to fit in and you want to have people like you and you don't want to be the outcast. Yeah. And sometimes it's a compromise and it doesn't mean that you're necessarily compromising who you are, but you're, you know, uh, we all have life experiences and you're whatever it may be, you're trying new things. And you know, that that's just kind of the way of the world. But as we kind of put a, put a ribbon on this before we get out of here, it's just been a true pleasure to be able to do this podcast and to talk to you guys about the things that we've been talking about for several years, ever since we've known each other in high school, half of our lives we've sort of been analyzing this stuff and you've heard our episode about online dating. You've heard Rachel's web of lies, which is I, to me, one of the great stories ever told, go back and listen to that in our archives and having gone through all these topics now, it's like, wow, it feels good to get it out into this forum. And what I hope Noah is that people don't listen to this and consider us thumbing their noses up at them or down at them, I guess you should say, or making it seem like that we're better than anyone. I mean, you have to understand you people, that are, you know, we, we talked last week about following dreams. 98% of people don't do that. Guess what? You all, you guys all have cars and families and people that care about you and better paying <laughs> jobs. You have things that we will never have in this world. So please don't make it seem like we consider it's just, this is what's worked for us. It's, and, and that's what life is about, what works for you. And we're just sort of analyzing that data. So Noah, hopefully nobody comes away completely offended, maybe just a little, and maybe they question things and maybe it, like you said, it influences someone to take a step back, but by no means are, are, are we touting that we're better than anyone in this deal? 
no, we're just kind of pointing out that there's an alternative way of living. There's an alternative lifestyle. You don't have to be a conformist, but everyone ultimately has to go down their own path and figure out what's right for them and do that. But uh, we're just saying what's worked for us, and it's different. We're the 2%, and if you didn't know, there was a real 2% out there that does that. I mean, it's not, of course, there's Tom Hanks and Tom Cruise and Patrick Mahomes and those kind of people, but there's regular everyday people out in society that you know that are part of that 2% that are living an alternative lifestyle. And we're just letting you know that that's possible. And maybe you should take a step back and think about that. And is there something out there that you've always wanted to do and, and been scared to try? And we're just kind of pushing you in that way. Maybe you should do that. But if this isn't for you, if this 2% isn't for you, if you're happy in the, being the 98% and, and you've looked at it and looked at everything around you and said, no, this is the path I want to go down. This is the life for me then all the more power to you. And we're really, we're just all on this journey through life, trying to be the happiest we can be and find what makes us happy. And if you're happy, then then you're winning. You're doing the right thing. Well, hopefully you're happy listening to this podcast. And uh, we urge you to go check out our Facebook page uh, at Breaking Norms Podcast on Facebook. So you can vote on our topics. You can check out um, everything that we're talking about, all of our previous episodes and things of that nature. Also, uh, hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or Spotify. Any way you choose to take in the show, we've got your back. And we're going to be uh, doing this all through the spring and summer months as you guys, we all try to get through this um, whole COVID-19 thing together. We're going to keep cranking up the content again. Go to that Facebook page and vote for our topic next week. You can vote between marriage or food and nutrition. Either way, Noah, it's a victory because next week on Breaking Norms, we are going to be bringing on one of those two topics. I can't wait.